What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 166 on productivity versus efficiency and which one is best, right? Today we tuned in on Facebook, we're doing the live stream, and we also trying to record here on Ecamm and on YouTube as well. And this is my first time doing something like this, so I'm super excited uh, about what's going on with you guys, and i just super excited to bring new content, right? We've been repurposing old content just to kind of get some things ready, get some production ready, but we are back, and today is episode 166, and a lot of people uh, can mistake productivity and efficiency. We think that when we're being productive, we're also being efficient, but that cannot be furthest from the truth because I'm, I'm starting to realize that a lot of us are, are, are working backwards, right? We hustling backwards when it comes to trying to be super productive and we end up doing a whole lot uh, of work, but we, we find ourselves at the end of the day, like what happened with my time? So today's quote, we're going to be talking about pro- productivity is the raw measure while efficiency is the refined one. Think about what that means. Productivity being the raw measure and efficiency now being the refined one. It means that at first being productive, we find ourselves doing a lot. We just doing the actions that we think that it takes to get results. So we doing a lot, doing a lot, doing a lot. We grinding, we hustling, we doing all these things. Right. And then now you start to become efficient. When you start to refine those steps, refine those movements, you start asking yourself questions like, okay, could I be doing this better? Could I be doing this in a faster or smarter, more uh, less time consuming way? And so when you start asking yourself questions like that, that's when you truly start to, you know, tap into, you know, efficiency over productivity. Stop worrying about just trying to be productive and worry about being efficient. And of course, towards the end, we're going to come with some action steps so that you all can reevaluate your action plans and see if you're being productive or if you're really being efficient. All right, what's up, millionaire? So I know I shared this once, maybe even twice, but here's the third time. So I'm really starting to lose faith in business cards. And the reason why is because every time I get about 500 business cards, I use about 100, 150, and my business has changed, whether the website has changed or just things are just changing, especially when you're a new entrepreneur. You know, I've been in entrepreneurship just under five years. So, you know, things are still changing. You're optimizing, you're getting new websites, getting new Instagram accounts, and your business card really expires. So what I learned and what I love now is Popple, right? I have a Popple card right here in my pocket. And what I love about it is it's a physical card that I can put my logo on, even has a QR code that I can scan or hold up to somebody's phone. And they have a virtual business card where I can update my information as much as I need to. I can share as much information as I want to from my phone number, social media pages, the whole nine. And I can also disable sharing that information if I want to as well. I definitely want you guys to consider Popple because as your business is changing, why spend so much money on these paper business cards when most of the times people throw them away and it's expired because you changed your business. So there's also going to be a link at the bottom of this video for you to download Popple, get your business card, or if I hold it up close enough, you might be able to scan that QR code. So welcome back millionaires. Again, we are talking about productivity versus efficiency and the bottom line, what is better? Is it going to be productivity? Is it going to be efficiency? Sometimes it may switch up, but before we get into today's episode, I do talk about this 
much more in depth uh, and from another perspective in my book, Leave from the Front. So if you're interested in purchasing my book, Leave from the Front, you guys can see the link in the show notes uh, at the Million Dollar Mind Podcast.com. Go to shop, find the book, or you can text book to 888-292-1501. That's book to 888-292-1501. So welcome back. This is the most trusted podcast for passion and attraction right now, right? Super thankful to have you all a part of the show. Super thankful to have the engagement that I get from you guys. You guys just come through with mad feedback, mad types of ideas and topics. You show love when I see some of y'all in person. I've seen probably three people who listen to the podcast, um, you know, for the first time in these last couple months. And it's just been nothing but love. And I appreciate you guys for, you know, acknowledging me, you know, showing that love stopping me on the street saying that you you know you love the show that really means a lot and you know i do this for y'all i don't necessarily do this for me i don't necessarily do this to you know you know get exposure or anything like that i do this because a lot of what i'm talking about i've seen the results and i've seen how it changed me so i want to give you guys that information give y'all that gas give you the game give you the gems so that y'all can maybe change your lives or identify ways that you can live a more passionate life. So you are in the right place. If you are here joining me today, today, right, for money making tips and tricks to living a more passionate life. So let's get right to today's content. Right. So one of my newest clients, and if you don't know, I'd still do coaching on the side with wholesale real estate. And one of my newest clients had mentioned to me that, you know, she finds herself super busy and busting her butt to get everything done, but I'm not seeing any results. Kai, why am I not seeing any results? I'm doing all this work. I'm busting my butt. I'm grinding. I'm hustling every single day, but I'm not, I'm still not seeing the results that I want to see. And so we had to really, you know, this was the first time that she mentioned this to me. And I had to really like, you know, listen, sit back, relax, hear what she's saying and get a good idea of the activities and the tasks that she's doing on a day-to-day and weekly basis. And we came to the realization that these are only activities that need to be completed, um, but don't necessarily need to be completed to see the desired result that she was looking for. Right. And she started scratching her head. She was like, Kai, what, what does that mean? Right. And it's very clear what that means. Maybe not at first when you hear it and you, you as the person that is doing all this work, you're like, well, I'm doing all this work. Why am I not seeing results? And when it boils down to it, guys, we're doing all this work and we're not doing the work that is required for the the result that we're looking for. So let's say the result is to clean the entire house over the weekend before Monday. And a part of cleaning the entire house, of course, we have things like vacuuming, mopping, doing the dishes, wiping countertops, cleaning the walls, doing things like that. Um, but if you find the task that you're doing is making dinner or walking the dog or, you know, taking a nap or doing a podcast episode, writing content, doing everything, but you're being productive, right? You're still getting some things done. Like you were able to make dinner, make breakfast, you know, save some money by creating these things on your own. You were able to create some content, like you're still being productive, but if the goal at the end of the day was to clean the house, you didn't accomplish any of that, right? None of the tasks that you did throughout the day revolved around you getting the house clean. So that's what I mean by, okay, the activities that you're doing are not aligned with the desired result. 
So we have to start to take a step back and think, okay, this is the end result that is desired. What are going to be the required steps and intermediate goals that I have to set that's going to get me closer to that? And when we start to think about that, then we start to get to a better place. We start to get to a much better place as far as efficiency versus just doing a lot and not getting a lot done. Right. So that is that story. And what I pretty much had to make clear to my client. And once she identified that she was being much more critical of the activities and the time and the energy that she wanted to put into her day to day. And we're just going to call this client Jane. So like Jane, so many of us have fixated our minds on doing specific activities based on a belief that that's what should be done, right? I have to do these things in order to make myself feel like I'm being productive, right? For example, entrepreneurs say that they don't sleep, right? <laughs> my One of my favorite podcasters, David Sands, his name is literally Sleep is for Suckers. And I get why he why he says that, but I don't think that he necessarily feels like sleep is not important because to be productive, to be honest, you need a, a, a certain amount of sleep. If you running off for two hours of sleep every day, you're going to crash, right? So you got to take care of your body and sleep is one way that we take care of our bodies. And so entrepreneurs like to pound out all this work uh, and some who are part-time entrepreneurs and doing a nine to five, they got nine to five and then 10 to uh, 12 or, or not 10 to 12, but five to 12 or five to one or five to two in the morning, they grinded on their personal businesses and stuff like that. And got to be back up at five o'clock to work out and three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep. That's tricky. I mean, for me, the least amount of sleep that I could like fully function on and get a nice, uh, productive and efficient day ahead of me is about six hours. And five, I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't even want to swim in those waters of only getting five hours of sleep. But six hours, you know, I, I could do I could do good with six hours, seven hours, eight hours. I'm, I'm in there, right? If I can get eight hours of sleep, you know, I know I'm going to have a great day. But I can be productive and efficient with six hours of sleep. So you got to you guys got to really take self inventory on what's the minimum amount of sleep that you can get to where you can still be both productive and efficient. Because a lot of times we use these terms like, oh, sleep is for suckers uh, or, you know, sleep is for the weak. And you out here moving like a zombie. Right. You got these to do lists and you doing a whole lot, but you're not getting a lot done because you just feel like you just got to do stuff to be productive, which you are being productive if you're doing stuff. But you're not being efficient if you're trying to move towards a certain goal. Right. Uh, again, do more by doing less accomplish more by doing less because at the end of the day the whole goal of life is to enjoy it right we don't always want to be having this booked and busy schedule of you know day-to-day -day activities and meetings and all kinds of stuff that come with being booked and busy i'm trying to be free and clear like i want my schedule to be free and clear for me to you know get a call my friends my family saying hey can you meet us here right now and i'm just like yes i would love to so another example have you um you know, make, uh, this could have you making up work, you know, you know, making up work just to stay up late. You know, if you're trying to be productive, you know, you're looking at your, you twiddling your thumbs, you're looking at your calendar, you're looking at your notes, you're looking at, you know, some things that you want to do. And you just start making up work because you feel like you always have to be doing something. But again, do more by doing less. Find ways to accomplish more 
by doing less. Because more often than not, we are not the ones who um, uh, we are more often than not. We are the ones who disguise productivity as impact and productivity is far from impact. Efficiency is the definition of impact. It's the true definition of impact, because when you're being efficient with your time, with your resources, with your money, with your energy, you are being impactful. But if you're running yourself thin, trying to be super productive, doing all these tasks, you're not necessarily being impactful because you're absent. You're a robot, right? You're doing low level activities, which things that you can either hire a VA, a virtual assistant to do, uh, hire some type of entry level employee to do uh, or buying some type of software or system that can automate these things for you. But at the end of the day, not every single thing that we're doing is meant for us to be doing, especially as the entrepreneur, as the CEO, as the 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 brains to your business. You need to be saving your brain power and your energy to finding innovation for creative ways to market the brand and get it out there to networking and interacting with people who have accomplished the things that you're trying to accomplish. But if you are locking yourself in a room for six, seven, eight hours a day, you know, you know, doing the small things that you can pay someone else to do for you or have a software do for you. You you're doing yourself a disservice. Let's just keep it keep it a buck and call a spade a spade, right? So of course, this wouldn't be the million dollar mind podcast without some action steps. And you know, I got those action steps for y'all. And the first one is write down your smart goals. And again, if you don't know, smart goals stand for specific, measurable, actionable, time, time restricted. Uh, and then the other one is for the R is realistic, I believe, right? Realistic, and I don't really like the word realistic. And I didn't create this acronym of what a SMART goal is, but the R does stand for realistic. So again, that's specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. And that time piece is a really important piece because if you have any goal without a time attached to it, you're gonna find yourself procrastinating and pushing that goal back. You're gonna find yourself looking at it and say, eh, I could do this another day. I'd rather do this because this is more fun. <laughs> I do it all the time. I used to do it all the time. I probably will find myself doing it again in the future, just habitually. And I know you guys find yourselves doing the same things. So first thing is write down what your smart goals are. And then once you write down your smart goals, a part of that smart goal is writing down your actionable intermittent goals. Intermittent goals are the smaller goals that it takes to accomplish the bigger goal, right? So if this smart goal is, um, to obtain, let's just keep it in the, the fitness realm, right? To lose 30 pounds um, within 30 days doing X amount of exercises and working out X amount of days a week. That's a very specific goal because I'm saying I'm going to work out X amount of days a week doing specific amount of exercises, specific types of ex exercises. And the goal is to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Very specific goal. It has the time. It's realistic. Um, it's actionable because it has the types of exercises I'm doing and the days that I'm doing them. Uh, and it's, again, specific and measurable. Right. That's a very smart goal. Now, the actionable goals are to now set up a routine around that smart goal. So waking up, wake up at 5 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. 
Uh, that's actually my gym schedule. Wake up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym those days. That's just one example of an actionable intermittent goal. These are the things that's going to make it easier because sometimes we focus too much on the goal and we lose sight of the action. So then at the end, when we get closer to the goal, we say we're nowhere near close to accomplishing the goal. We like what happened and we lost focus of the actions. We were focusing too much on the goal. Think about it. All sports teams have the same goal in mind, which is winning a championship. Like you don't become, you don't join a team. You don't have this team. You don't coach a team with the goal of not winning a chip. Everybody wants to win the chip. So with everybody sharing that same goal and having that goal in mind, the difference between the team that actually wins the championship is they don't only have sights on that goal. They have sights on the actionable intermittent goals. You know, it's the showing up and showing up for practice. It's the eating right. It's the having the mindset uh, trainers. It's meeting with the team and having team nights and stuff like that. It's those things that matter just as important as the big goal itself. So write down your actionable intermittent goals. Next is listen, uh, list all your to do's that are required to accomplish each goal. Right. List all the to do's that are required to accomplish each goal. So if the goal is to wake up Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 5 a.m. Now we want to think of all the to do's that's required to easily accomplish that goal, because waking up at 5 a.m. That consistently is not easy. Right. I've been doing it for two months now. And that, that that first 20 days, 30 days, it was it was not easy. Like it'd be days where I'm literally sitting in bed 20 minutes and find myself being late because I'm sitting in bed 20 minutes just contemplating if I wanted to go, if this was worth it. But, yes, it's worth it because you got to still go back to that end goal in mind. Right. What the goal is. Why are you doing this? So some of those requirement required to do to make that goal easier for me was to go to bed by 11 o'clock gives me that six hours of sleep that i'm looking for be it go to sleep by 11 o'clock have your outfit already put up prepare your energy drink the night before you know these are things that now when i get up at 5 5 15 sometimes i can just get up brush my teeth my clothes is already thought up my clothes is already laid out for me my drink is already made i can get i just get out and go so that makes it easier for me to do that. But if I was to get up and now I'm waking up at 5, 5, 15, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to wear. I don't even have my drink. I just don't feel prepared or ready. I'm more likely to, to skip that goal. So now you guys get why we're writing all these things down. Like, okay, Kai, what is the point of writing down the smart goal? Then you write down the actionable intermittent goals and then you write it down to do's. Don't they don't the actionable and to do seem like the same thing? No, they're not because these actionable goals still at the end of the day, motivation is not guaranteed. So having those to do's is what's going to make these actionable goals easier to accomplish on a day to day basis. You got to trick your mind to success. You got to trick your mind and your body into success. Because every single day, every hour that we watch TV, you know, we watching movies, we spend time on social media. Weeds are growing in our mind. And these weeds are like self-doubt, the limiting, the limiting, limiting beliefs, the the uh, the pressures that other people put on us, the doubt that other people put on us. You know, the instant gratification that we do not have from looking at other people who are doing the dash like all this stuff is growing weeds in our mind. So we have to 
constantly do things to trick ourselves, trick our minds and our bodies into doing the right things. So first thing is write down your smart goals. Second thing is write down the actionable goals, which is a part of writing down your smart goals. Let's keep this in mind. Write down those actionable intermittent goals. And then the third thing is to list all the to do's that are required to easily accomplish each of those actionable goals. Now let's go on to number four, which is separate the tasks that only you can complete. So you might look at some of these required to do's and then be like, okay, I'm not the only one who can do this. You might have a team around you. Um, you might have a software that you built out, a system that you built out. Start to delegate. This is where you learn the skill of delegation. And again, I talk about delegation heavily in my book, Lead from the Front, because delegation is important. Like real leaders learn to delegate tasks that they don't have to put their energy into to other people, other systems and softwares. Because, again, you want to spend your time and your energy on the high level stuff and not the low level stuff. So separate the tasks that only you can complete, because those are the tasks that you want to be focusing on. The things that only you are the best, like you are the best person to do that task. And then the bonus is always think how you can be doing something better. Always think how you can do something better. That is the difference between a scarce mindset and an abundance mindset. The scarce mindset is always going to be thinking, okay, I got to keep doing the same thing. Even though things aren't working, I just got to keep doing the same thing. And I'm going to complain about how what I'm doing isn't working because now I get to be a victim. But the abundance mindset is, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing X, Y, Z. I'm doing X, Y, Z. I'm getting this result, but it's not necessarily the result that I want. I still want more results. So I have to change something. What can I change? What can I make better? That's an abundant mindset. That's a growth mindset. And that's the mindset you want to adopt, right? That is the mindset that you want to adopt. So with that being the case, guys, we have to think only a fool would think a treadmill is better than a bike when time to go places. What do I mean by that? That's a bar right there. That's a bar. Only a fool would think that a treadmill is the best tool is better than a bike when it's time to go somewhere. Because clearly on the bike, you can't go anywhere. I mean, on the treadmill, you can't go anywhere. And that's the difference between productivity and efficiency. Again, it's like on a treadmill. Sure. You moving, you doing stuff, you burning calories. Yeah. You being productive. If you was there to get a workout, coolio, you did your thing. But if you were there to go somewhere and you like, no, nah, I'm going to stay on this treadmill, then you're a fool because you're not going nowhere. You're not going anywhere on that treadmill. You're not going anywhere on the treadmill. And so you got to get on the bike at sometimes. And even sometimes you got to get off the bike and get into a car. And even other times you got to get out the car and get on a plane. Like you all you constantly have to be thinking about which vehicle is going to be better for me to use to accomplish this goal. Because this goal can be all the way over there. We have some big audacious goals sometimes. And that's okay. It's okay to have those big audacious goals. But if you're going to have them, you got to re you got to reimagine which the, which is going to be the better vehicle to get you there and to accomplish that goal. Because some of the tasks that we spend our time doing throughout the day act as the treadmill. Right? Like you, I'm trying to think of like, it's been so long that I found myself doing like things that don't really matter and are just kind of like time wasters, but still, you know, 
are, I'm being productive, but like I, I just can't I can't think of it off the top of my head. But going back to that cleaning the house example, the goal is to clean the house, and you find yourself walking the dog, you know, cooking meals, you know, talking on the phone, having conversations with people about how you can you know prepare for the next day of work. Right. You can say that. Oh, I'm being productive. Oh, yeah. Let me call. Let me call such and such and ask them, what do I need to be prepared for tomorrow? Right. Yeah. You're being productive. You're getting prepared for tomorrow. But remember, you had to go to get the house clean. That was the first goal. And so don't forget that goal. So when it comes down to the end of the day and you haven't got it done, you're like, oh, you know, I just had other stuff to do instead. No, you found other stuff to do instead. Because you rather be productive than efficient with your time. So a lot of times we find ourselves spending time and wasting time doing these activities and these tasks that act like a treadmill instead of getting on the bike. You got to go somewhere. So where are you going? Um, we're burning ourselves out before we really even tackle the important tasks. Because then now when it comes to the end of the day, now you don't feel like cleaning the house. Now you don't feel like doing the mopping, doing the vacuuming, doing all the stuff it takes to clean the house. Especially after you just walked the dog and went for a run. You don't feel like breaking your back, scrubbing walls and mopping floors. You don't feel like doing that. I know because I've been there and I know you've been there too. So you got to knock that stuff out earlier. And then if you have some extra time, then if you have some extra time, do those activities. Or set a, give yourself a block schedule to where, okay, I'm going to do these activities as far as working on the house between 10 and 2 i'm going to give myself a three-hour break and then i'm going to come back and you know work on the rest of the house for another two three hours block out your schedule like i like i told y'all i use calendar for everything i even book out my leisure time it's important to even schedule your leisure time and not just accidentally and hope that you have a time to breathe if that if your weekends are really sacred for you to relax. And and maybe when you get out of work and you need to de decompress every day after work, then you need to schedule an hour or two hours for you to just relax and be and have that leisure time. Get on the game, you know, take a long shower and self-care, right? Do whatever it takes that you whatever you want, but schedule it first. So then you don't find yourself over um, indulging. Or losing track of time and things like that because it's now on your schedule and you're getting these alerts that now it's time for you to move into something new. Like I have a schedule, I have scheduled out a writing zone for the blog. I've scheduled out self development for my mind. I've scheduled out leisure time for my sanity. <laughs> I schedule out everything. I schedule out even recording slots. Like this recording slot right now is scheduled out on my calendar. So we have to start scheduling out our time. Because also using these calendars and using these block schedules is another way to make yourself efficient and to create a schedule for yourself. Because I like to frequently ask myself, am I doing the most important activities right now? What am I doing? Like, what am I like? What am I doing? I'm currently recording this content for you all. I'm the only one who can do it because this is my show. <laughs> this is my show. I'm the only one who can do it. So it's not like I can delegate it to somebody else. And it has to get done because this episode got to get out for the next uh, next uh, show, which is Monday. So am I doing the, right, the, the most important activities right now? Absolutely. And I look at my calendar and I'm doing it within the time period that I said that I needed to do.
So I scheduled it out. So I'm absolutely doing the most important activities right now, which is spending time with you all. Another question I like to ask myself, is there someone or something else that could do this for me to free up my time? Again, as it pertains to the podcast, no, there is not. Uh, Nobody else can do this. But maybe when it comes to editing, when it comes to editing this content and putting the live streams up together and do, do the thing to get it up on YouTube, Maybe there is someone else that could be do those. I, I don't necessarily have to be the one to do this. I might decide to hire an editor. I might decide to, you know, put it in some type of software that will do it for me. Right. Who knows? Who knows? And then another thing, another thing I like to ask myself is when's the absolute latest this task needs to be done? Put do uh, put a due date, put an expiration date next to some of these to uh, to do lists and these tasks. Like when is the absolute latest? Like when do you find yourself you absolutely should not be doing this any longer? As far as the day, or in general, like when do you find that you shouldn't be doing a certain task anymore? Like when do you know that this task isn't even meant for you to do anymore? It's meant for somebody else or something else. That's another question to ask yourself. The pro tip is you should be just thinking about. Finding ways to value your time over money. Because, again, a lot of us just be hoarding money. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, yes, I am. I'm saying that's a bad thing. Like, invest your money. Your money is no good just sitting in a savings account. I know we like to give ourselves this false security. Like, okay, as long as I got money saved, it's, 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 it's giving me this level of security. But it's not growing. It's not doing anything. And you driving yourself crazy trying to do any and everything by yourself. Like use that money as a slave, bro. Use that money as a slave. Money is a slave. Money is meant to be invested into work for you. Because at the end of the day, you got if you got this money saved up, but you can't enjoy your time, you can't spend it because you never have time because you driving yourself crazy working two jobs. You know, trying to make this business blow up like, yeah, you got money in the bank, but you're not happy. Because money don't give you happiness. True happiness lies in time freedom. <laughs> True happiness is in time freedom. And if you just now join us on Facebook, I see y'all. Shout out to y'all for tuning in. We just having a quick episode of the Million Dollar Mind podcast, especially since y'all are a part of the Million Dollar Mastermind, which is why I love y'all because y'all part of our exclusive community. And um, for you who are tuning in the YouTube, if you want to join that exclusive community, you can go to Facebook slash groups slash MDM pod. That's it. Right. So back to the content. Right. The pro tip is, again, find ways to value your time over money. Like money is a tool. Time is divine. Timing is divine. Like nothing that you do or say can change the fact that every second is going to go by like I can say I want to get that time back, but I can't get that back. But I can say I want to get that money back and I can go do something to get my money back. Right. So time is over money and we have to treat it as such. So stop hoarding money and then just hoeing out your time. Like, I don't get it. I don't get how some of us can save money, but hoe out out ourselves, hoe out our time. Excuse me if I'm like, if if y'all want to count this as profanity, you too, go ahead. Let me know if I'm wrong later on. But I'm going to say what I said. Like, we hoeing ourselves, man. We hoeing out our time just so we can save money. 
and we find ourselves being unhappy, complaining about how I don't have time to go out with my friends. I don't have time to spend with my family. I don't have time to do what I love. But at least I got money saved in the bank. Congratulations. You are rich and unhappy. Like this show, I'm not, that's not, you're not going to get no congratulations, no real praise from me on this show. Cause this show is about passion and attracting abundance. Like that money that you holding on to, you can go make that back. If you lose it, investing it into yourself, freeing up some time, doing what you love, you can go make that back. So a lot of people spend all this time obsessing over saving money because they don't trust themselves to have the work ethic and to do the work that it requires to go make that money back. I think I might have cracked the code, y'all. We all together are just a little bit lazy. Because this obsession over hoarding money to me ain't it. Like I will I, I will spend my entire savings on a real estate investment before letting that money just sit in the savings account. It's not going to do me any good just sitting in that savings account. Yeah, I got it. But I'm already telling myself, you got it in the savings. It's for the savings. Don't spend it. What, what am I doing with it? But I got faith that I'd run those numbers right. You know, I could do the dash on, on that next real estate investment just by spending. Like, y'all, I spent so much money on courses and coaching programs. It's insane. Because I would rather skip the BS, skip spending 20, 40, 30 20, 30, 40, 50 hours learning a new skill, learning the new, learning how to do the systems, create the systems, implement the systems, then just spending $5,000 on a coach to just coach me through that, give me the tools, give me the game, and then I'm just, I just create it and I fix it later. We got to learn how to invest our money. We always think that we're spending money. You're not spending money. Like none of that money I just spent, I invested it. Because it, it it granted me a return. It, it unlocked a new relationship. It unlocked a new system. It unlocked a new software or something. It unlocked something for me that I now have unlocked another to another level. I got to another level because of that investment. Right? Spending money is, you know, buying clothes. Clothes that are buying clothes all the time, right? Because... You you need clothes. You need a shirt on your back. You need shoes to protect your feet. But having 40, 50, 60, like all these pairs of shoes, all these designer clothes, you know, um, going out to eat every single day. That's that's where you get to spending money. You're not that's not an investment unless you're buying shoes to sell shoes. That's not an investment. But as always, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show. I just gave you all some gas. So now the question is, with this full tank, where y'all going to go? Where are you going with, with this vehicle? Where are you going now that you got a full tank? Because <clears throat> I just gave you all the game. I gave you all the game on how to be more efficient with your time. Stop holding your time. Right. Hold that money that you holding on to. Spend it like invest it wisely. I'm not saying you just go throw money into stuff that you don't understand. Like if you don't understand stocks, I'm not telling you to go just invest in the stock market. If you don't understand Forex, I'm not telling you to just go go invest in Forex. I'm not telling you to do anything that you don't understand. But if maybe if there's someone who can teach it to you much faster in a, in a much more efficient way than you can do by learning on your own, I am telling you that it's worth that investment, especially if you value your time. 
So as always, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show. Like I said, we are almost halfway through the year, which means this time many of us are resetting and doing some things different or doubling down on things that we have been working on. We reinventing our goals. We like, okay, what's been working? What's not working? Either way, as we prepare our businesses for growth, we have to now shift our focus on leadership. And, and, and leaning on our abilities to lead, manage, and influence others because you do not need to be doing all this by yourself. I talk to my entrepreneur friends all the time and I, and I joke with them, and, but I really mean this. I joke with them, but I tell them, bro, sis, you're not an entrepreneur right now. You're an entrepreneur because you keep telling me that you're doing X, Y, Z, and I don't understand why you're still doing that yourself. Like, why haven't you automated that thing why haven't you hired a virtual assistant knowing that you have to have the funds and the budget to do so why haven't you done these things yet it's because you enjoy doing everything yourself and you're not growing because you're doing everything right right you can't you don't even have the mental capacity to focus on growth while you're focused on doing everything by yourself so my book leave from the front it gives you the tips on giving constructive feedback and critique growing and motivating your teams and creating a culture and team identity to get your copy. Again, you can text book to 888-292-1501. Again, that's book to 888-292-1501. And also y'all see me. I actually even just quoted it, right? Just created. I'm rocking that new millionaire merch. So if you're interested in the millionaire merch and taking a look at some of the graphic tees that we got in there, like the motivation isn't guaranteed, just created, fix it later. Some of my favorite tees. Another one is 90% mindset, right? Because all this, right? We don't have the excuse no more. The, like this podcast eliminates the excuses for you to accomplish the life that you want to accomplish for yourself because it's not about the skills, no longer saying you have the lack of skills. Is that an excuse to not succeed? Because I'm learning through my connections and through the people that I'm with that success is 90% mindset and only 10% skill. And I guarantee y'all, y'all got that 10% skill. You just don't have that 90% mindset yet, but we're going to get there, right? We are going to get there together because this is a journey. This is a process. And with that said, just remember to keep focused build momentum and drive results so that you can live abundantly. My name is Kai Speaks and we out.